Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we continue along in the Gospels. I'm sure having a blessed time sharing these with you. I, I believe that all of us, as we listen in, we're going to be growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, today we're in John chapter 2, as it tells us in verse 1, the third day. Well, of course, this is probably the third day after Nathaniel and the gathering of these disciples as they were following Jesus. And it tells us that there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee. Canaan of Galilee is just a short distance away from Nazareth. If you could picture it, it's on the side of the hill as you leave Nazareth, which is really just a, a, a sort of a little valley. And so as you go over the top of the hill on the other side, you're in the area of Canaan in the region of Galilee. You know, sometimes when you see Galilee in the scripture, you forget that not only was we have the Sea of Galilee, but we have the region of Galilee or a province or you might consider us the state of Galilee that where they were heading off to. And it tells us as they were going, they, they came across this little town of Canaan of Galilee. Of course, we know from yesterday that they were on their way to the Sea of Galilee. And it, and there, it tells us there was a marriage. It, of course, it, it, in that culture, a marriage was also something that was always very colorful. And certainly it was a wonderful celebration. It was a real party time where you're with family and friends and enjoying the wedding ceremony. It was something, something to behold. And, and it was something that lasted over a period of time. There wasn't just a couple hours. They would just really enjoy the union of a, of a couple as they would come together in marriage. And it goes on. And the mother of Jesus was there. Both Jesus was called and the disciples to the marriage. And they were, so we see that they were all invited in. They, as they were on their road down to the Sea of Galilee, this wedding was going on and they called them to come on in. And they wanted wine. And the mother of Jesus said, they have no wine. So apparently up to this point, nobody really had seen Jesus do any miracles to our knowledge. Of course, this is known as the first miracle of Jesus. And Mary knew these things about her son. And so she, she just simply probably leaned over and whispered in his ear, say, son, they don't have any wine. And as it goes on, and, and he said, Jesus answered in verse 4, and he said, woman. Well, when you first read that, especially in English, he, it almost sounds like he was being kind of harsh with her. But of course, we need to look at the, the Greek to, to really understand the tense of the word and the inflections of what Jesus is saying this. It's really a, a word of endearment. You, Of course, we remember when Jesus was on the cross, he saw Mary, his mother, standing there and John standing beside her. And he said, woman, behold thy son. And it's that same word of endearment. Certainly, Jesus loved his mom. And, he, and he, as he was saying, Mom, what would you have me to do? You know, what would you have me would do with thee? My hour has not yet come. You know, when I look at this, I'm always amazed of the order of God. How God has a plan. He, had a, he has a plan to redeem us. Even and to bring us back into fellowship with him. And he has a plan for eternity. 
You know, if we ever wonder, if does God have a plan for my life? Absolutely. If you question that, just go out on a, a night, look up at the stars and how beautifully they're laid out and the order that God brings to everything certainly has a, a plan for your life and his plan for you, his thoughts towards you are good. They're peaceful. And I think it's something that we sometimes lose sight of is how God loves us and he has a plan for us. But he says, my hour has not yet come. Of course, Jesus was very aware of timing. He knew that God had declared a day in which the Messiah would come, all the way down to the exact date. It would be 483 years from the time the commandment went forth to restore and rebuild, rebuild Jerusalem. Of course, this is uh, taken from Daniel chapter 9, and we see also in Nehemiah chapter 2, we see this commandment to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. And he says, in that time was the time of the revealing of the Messiah. This is the time when the, the Messiah was going to come and be revealed to the nation of Israel. So Jesus was very, very careful not to, uh, you know, make the timing to be premature where people would start to acclaim him publicly as the Messiah. But we also know that they, they did come and it was fulfilled as you read in, in later on in the Gospels, as we see not only in the book of Matthew and, and certainly in Luke about how Jesus came riding in on a donkey and they worshipped him and they, as they would lay down not only the branches but their, their clothes and everything else and they started hailing, Hosanna, Hosanna, uh, King of the Jews, uh, the Savior of the world. And in Zechariah chapter 9, 9 says, Your king cometh unto thee, but he is lowly, riding on a donkey. And so that timing has not yet come. In verse 5 we read, But Mary just went over to the servants and said, Whatever he tells you to do, do it. You know, that's probably a good thing for us to, to pay attention here. The, the wisdom of Mary. Whatever Jesus tells us to do, we'll do it. Because we're in good hands, and you can't go wrong with the things that Jesus tells us to do. And she says, and there was set, there are six water uh, stones, big, big old pots, really what they were. And after the manner of the purification of the Jews, it speaks to us about how they were there for the cleansing for the Jews. And, and they held up three firkins of a piece, really Firkins was about nine gallons of water. And Jesus said unto them, unto the, he speaking to the servants, fill them with water and fill them up to the brim. Otherwise, all the way up to the top. And he said unto them, draw out now and bear it to the governor of the feast that bear it. And so you can imagine those servants probably wondering, okay, we just put water in there and you're asking us to bring water to, to the governor? And so we, as he goes on, of course, we see that the ruler of the feast, when he had tasted the water that was made wine, and he did not know where it, where it came from or where it was from, but the servants knew that it was drawn from the water, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said unto him, Every man that bringeth set, uh, sets forth good wine, and when men have drunk, then that which is worse is brought 
uh, you know, basically brought out the, you, that time you bring out your worst wines or your cheaper wine and you keep the good ones for the beginning. Uh, really, it makes sense is after a while, your taste buds gets used to the wine and you could slip in some cheaper wine and nobody will know the difference. And verse 11 says, this was the beginning of the miracles that Jesus did of, in Canaan of Galilee. So this amazing story that was just happening in very normal situations, how God intervened, Jesus intervened, and how she, you know, he was just demonstrating his power that he had over elements. See, water just doesn't turn into wine just as you, after you pour it, boom, you got wine. You know that. That's not where, how wine is made. Unless Jesus intervenes. See, he has power over even the elements. And we're going to see this as we go forth in the gospel, his, how he demonstrates his authority over nature, over the demonic world, his ability to rise the dead, and his ability to heal. Jesus came in power and in the Spirit of God to demonstrate to us that he is the Messiah, that he is God himself. And it's interesting, after this, it tells us in verse 11, and he manifests his glory and his disciples believed on him. See, they're following him and they're believing that he's Messiah, the Messiah. And when they saw that, they were astonished. They probably said, oh, my goodness, who is this guy? Who are we following? And he says, and they went down to Capernaum. And as we get further along in the gospel, we'll recognize where Capernaum really becomes, if you could say, the headquarters of Jesus. Really, really a lot of time he spent in Capernaum where he did many, many things through Capernaum. And, of course, this is the northern co co coast, excuse me, the northern coast of the Sea of Galilee. And so if you get your Bible map out, you look at the Sea of Galilee, and you go to the northern part, that's where Capernaum is. He and his mother's mother, not plural, but he and his mother and his brothers, plural, and his disciples. And so what we see here is that Jesus had not only, you know, his mother, but he also had Brothers and sisters, as we'll be taking a look at that, and you know, his brother to, that we know to Jesus was James, Judas, and Simon. And, and so as well as not only that, he had sisters. So Jesus had a family life. But now he's called into that public ministry that we're all so familiar with as we see this first miracle that God did through him. Folks, I'm so excited. I'm so excited as we go forth in the study of the Gospels, to see not only the miracles that demonstrate his who his power and really who he is, but then also the words that he had to say, the words that he had to say to a nation that rejected him, but also the words that he say to us this day, because in his words we find life, we find hope, we find peace, we find purpose within our lives. I pray that. You continue on as we do these daily podcasts that you tell your friends to jump on board as we listen and as we grow together in the things of Jesus. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. 
You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.